How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In addition to our usual obscenity warning, we would like to warn that this episode contains talk of violent death and suicide. Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Ellie. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading the final chapter and the 15th chapter of Street Magic. So grab a cup of coffee. Pour tea. Pour your drink of choice. And let's become an anime villain. Chapter 15 continues and concludes the roller coaster ride that is the climax of street magic. Briar gets up to the house. He encounters both the eunuch who tries to sneak up behind him and strangle him, as he does, and the swordsman at about the same time. Briar throws one of his seed balls right between the eunuch's feet and just lets loose, and it throws into and through him and the swordsman sees this and basically goes ah you know what i'll take my chances with the police bye (laughs) good choice briar continues into the house where he finds evie who has also just kind of done everything she can just absolutely destroy this place and he's like i'm so proud of you that's my student no 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 he says that's my girl and it was super cute They have this run in with Ikrum, and Evie is pissed enough that the ground quakes a bit and uh, he falls into it. So, any of those times that you've talked about wishing somebody could just get swallowed up by the ground, Evie essentially pulls that off. Then they finally get in to see Lady Zanadia, and she is like, You're two kids. What the fuck are you going to do to me? I am Lady Zanadia, whatever my full title is. And I am related to all of these very rich people. 
and nobody can get nothing on me. Briar's like, yeah, you can tell that to the police when they get here and they see all the bodies in your garden. A lot of them may be poor kids that people don't care about, but there's some bodies in there that people are gonna care about. He also mentions that the swordsman has run away and is probably gonna sell her out. We slowly see the color drain from her face and then she's like, okay, fine, I'll go turn myself in just give me a minute and so she goes into this inner chamber and Evie's like she's gonna run away and Briar's like she ain't gonna run away what's she gonna do jump out the window and then she doesn't come back and she doesn't come back and she doesn't come back and they go in there and she is dead so Goodwin remember all that stuff you said about the cops tying a nice big easy bow on everything and they're gonna arrest her and all this yeah didn't happen that's that is why Indy and I were laughing hysterically in that episode (laughs) Makes sense, yeah. And I was so sure. I was like, ah, that's it. Of course, that's why they bring him in at the end because it's just how it's all going to turn out. It's perfect. No. No. Suicide. Great. There you go. The end of the chapter, Rose Thorne gets back to find that Briar and Evie have moved themselves out of their old house. And they are now like over by one of the gates to the city with this caravan that's about to leave. She's like, why are you here? We're not leaving for several weeks. They're not leaving for several weeks. This is expensive to stay here. And Briar's like, yeah, uh, the king of the city is paying the bills because we kind of pissed off everybody. But we also sort of took care of a major crime problem. So he couldn't be too mad. So it was the compromise. And yeah, we, we got kicked out of the city. So <laughs> this is the second city he has been kicked out of. In the same country. Yes. <laughs> just so cannot, is, he just cannot help himself. We also discover that the absolute mess that Briar and Evie made of Lady Zanadia's house is still there. It can't be cut away. It, it can't be burned. It's just growing and flourishing what was it i think for every one bush they chopped down four more came up mm-hmm. yeah so he's cl- created like a plant hydra yes he brings up to rose thorn that he is having nightmares she kind of coaxes it out of him like i can tell you haven't been sleeping there's something wrong tell me and he mentions that he always thought that tris was kind of a wuss for like crying out in the middle of the night and now he's like oh shit i get it and these are i'm not even like having nightmares about the person I killed. Rose Thorne just kind of says, yeah, that, that shit will happen to you. PTSD. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Doesn't matter who you are. And then the very, very last scene, they are finally on their way and Evie opens her stone alphabet to queue for quartz. And she's very excited because there's not just one stone there. There are several. The end. <laughs> Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. So I guess we got to talk now about the death of Lady Zanadia. I didn't like it. It was so diplomatic. Like, <laughs> all right, she's going to get her just desserts. She's going to have to face her family of all this stuff that she's done and have to be going through all this shame and such. And no, no. She just kills herself and doesn't have to deal with any of the wrongdoing she did. And the worst part about it is Briar knew what she was going to do and he didn't stop her. I stand that 
he may have decided that he didn't want to stop her because the police aren't going to do shit anyway. Yeah. To be honest, I'd forgotten that the police were even in this book. They're like- that useless. <laughs> no, to be honest, I'm like even more confused because I don't know why. I guess I kind of get why that was put there, but like it didn't lead to anything really. That was I- actually the other question that I had for you guys is at the time you said like, well, this seems really sudden and I don't like that it was put here. Yada, yada, like she should have put it in earlier. So now the question is, is it necessary to be there at all? Do Not we need really. these characters? It almost feels like a red herring way late into the book. I would have been more suspicious and thinking that they were going to do something if they would have been introduced earlier into the book. To me, it made me like go back and think about, well, is there anyone else that could have been involved in this? That could have been like part of this plot already going on that I just missed or something? It made me think about it a little more but then kind of figuring out that it was just so basically put in there so Briar can kind of put the screws on Lady Zanadia and say, hey, the yeah. cops are not going to be happy regardless of who you've killed. Like you killed some of their people too and they're pissed and it's going to be bad for you and like to shake her up more. Yeah. Aside from that, there's no real point of having that section there. So Oh no, it kind of reminds me of the Pirate Queen in Triss's book. They mentioned her and then didn't do anything with it. Yeah, she yeah. didn't show up at all. Still very upset about she, so much with the Pirate Queen. You got an evil female villain in this book? Aren't you happy? I did. I am. But <laughs> she didn't die the way I wanted her to. What, what else did you like or dislike about this chapter? The second chapter talking about, it was harder to think of legal reasons why these newer bodies would be here among the dainty olive almond trees rather than a proper burial yard. Most gardeners didn't like the thought of walking on the dead when they did their work. I put the note of 10 out of 10 would agree. I I don't want to walk on dead people while I'm working in my garden. You just want to be a tree. I want to be. You want to be in the garden, but you don't want, you don't want to walk on the. This is why I'm still a firm believer of natural barriers, burials, because a graveyard would become a forest rather than a plot of land that is useless. I like that there was no, it was violent without you seeing the gore. It left that to the imagination. Which is nice. Which is very nice. I mean, these are kids books after all. (laughs) Also, Briar just with the mute turned into a tree. Just having a casual chat with the swordsman like, hey, bruh, guess what? My friends and I made these about four years ago. Took a while to figure it out. But you know what? I figured out how to do it by myself. I can do it to you. In fact, maybe I should. You want to talk about a fucking anime villain line? Like, holy shit. That's fucking dark, dude. (laughs) Something else I will say about particular scene is after the swordsman left and everything he turned around to look at what he did the line of he had killed the man after all he owed it to him to face his work all of the shit that briar has done that has been anime villain this shows that he would never actually be one if that makes sense he recognizes not necessarily that 
this was too far, but he realizes more of it would have been him or me. He deserves at least a little respect, even if he wouldn't afford the same for me, which is not a villain thing at all. <laughs> but that I is... also marked that. I think we can also contrast it pretty well against Lady Zanadia. Briar turns and looks directly at this person and Lady Zanadia gets rid of any possible evidence. Has other people get rid of said evidence for her instead of doing it herself. Holy shit. Okay, I I know that Pierce does a lot of things intentionally. Do you think this is one of those highly intentional things or happy coincidences? Because it demonizes Lady Zanadia for how she treats the dead and it humanizes Briar for how he treats the dead. She may have done that on purpose. I feel like this is something that is important to Pierce personally. And so it comes across in her work, whether or not she spend a lot of time thinking about okay i'm gonna do i'm gonna have character a do this and character b do that to show the contrast it's kind of like we know that she does not like it when people abuse animals and so if you have somebody abusing animals you know that person's a villain and the person who rescues the animals is a good guy i think it's similar i think that this is something that she personally values and so it's coming across in her work yeah i can see that The conversation between Briar and Evie almost immediately after, where Briar is like, that's the thing I did, and I'm gonna have to live with that. And Evie's just like, I wish I could do shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Evie, child, you probably don't, actually. (laughs) Briar was proud of that, too. Yeah. He's like, Like, maybe one day you'll be able to bust a person open from the inside using a tree. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll find out. We'll, we'll see what you can do. This is what, book six? Yeah. Uh, Remind me to come back to this in book ten. Okay. You're going to have to make a note because I'm going to forget. I am. <laughs> I love the larch acting like it's uh, kind of upset. Like, Briar, don't be mad at me. I know I'm big now, but Briar's like, it's okay. I love you still. So just pets it. Like, you're okay. You did a good job. I appreciate you. And it's just like, oh. As a person who works with plants and loves plants, 10 out of 10, that's how I feel all the time. You're doing a good job, sweetie. Even the poorest had had a right to be mourned by someone. These are fucking like truths being stated here. This whole book has been super intense, but I like how this conversation with Lady Zanadia is where kind of we see Pierce's morals and Pierce's beliefs in this really well in this conversation. A conversation that puts morals and feelings of one person against someone who has the power but refuses to change. Lady Zanadia has more money than god and has the ability to do good and like this this conversation is a this is why it's fucked up that you won't change briar's spitting on her you're dead fuck you spits on her at least she got that (laughs) yeah it's the only part i liked about her death is that not a whole fucking mood though it was good but it would have been even better she would have been alive for it but you know that's damn true that would (laughs) have been more satisfying if she was alive for it yeah yeah, would have. Like, um, here, let me spit on you before you murder yourself. Rosethorn saying that she's impressed. <laughs> They'll never clear the grounds. Good. It'll be a good reminder for everyone to be, to not ignore shit. 
Yeah. They think they're in the middle of nowhere so they can do things civilized folk can't. Now they know different. Briar's straight up putting up landmarks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, he made a like... tourist attraction for him. <laughs> exactly. He's going to bring money back into the town. Mm-hmm. He's doing them a favor. When Briar is talking about like how he has nightmares, they were the saddest thing I ever saw in my whole life. And it's just like, god damn, dude. And it kind of shows again that human side of Briar. The fact that he's also, what, fucking 14? This is intense for anybody to go through. And Much less knowing all the stuff that he's already been through, too, and that's the saddest thing. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I know. Ooh. And then Rose Thorne with her, uh, the saddest thing would have been if you and Effie joined him. And I'm just like, oh. She loves those kids. She can just shut the fuck up. <laughs> also, more more reason I want Rose Thorne backstory. I have such dream of my own, such dreams of my own. We already know that some shits went down in the period of time that we get with Rose Thorne. We already know that her life was kind of fucked. And I just read half the chapter and I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> I'm not sorry. A lot of mine have already gotten taken, but that's okay. I have a few. When Briar finds Evie, Evie throws herself across the ground between them and hugs Briar tight. It's so cute. And she's crying and trying to pretend like she's not crying. And Briar hugs her back. It it is so cute. Cute little reunion. I ship them so much. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see how long that continues. And then when Evie's talking about how she wished she could do that, he's like, that's my girl. Like, that's right. That is your girl. <laughs> that was one of mine, too. He was so, he was just so, yeah, one day. One day. You'll be able to blow him up, too. It'll be great. Together, destroying towns and evildoers. Yeah. It's like Batman and Robin. <laughs> Did, didn't we say the same thing about Sadrian and Bosco? Yes. <laughs> Except I feel like uh, Briar and Evie would be more so. Batman and Robin. Then when he's walking through the house, he's seeing the tiles being knocked out of place and everything. It's like, yes, those tiles that nobody wanted to touch because everybody knew that somebody got murdered there. They're just scattered everywhere. Justice for the dead for those people. The tiles being blown apart. I thought that was awesome. When Evie tells Lady Zanadia, You'll be the first relative of the Amir to see the top of Justice Rock. The top was where executions were done. And I was like, yes, go kill her up on that rock. Didn't happen. So sad. I was like, yes, justice. Nope. Rose Thorne, when she comes back, she tells Briar, I forgot to tell you, I wrote to Lightsbridge, a winding circle. They'll be sending Harrier mages to Chamar to explain to Master Stone Slicer why he can't chase other mages out of town to remind him of the vows he took in exchange for their learning. Like, oh, he's not getting away with stuff, so that's good. At least someone is getting justice here. (laughs) Right, right. And then my last one is listening to his student. He felt as if life were an adventure for the first time since he left Chamar. The only drawback was that with Evie, there was no way of telling what the adventure would be. But that wasn't such a bad thing. It would put some interest into those long hours on the road east. And he couldn't wait to introduce her to his foster sisters. He'd finally met another girl who was every bit as difficult as they were. Like, oh. I really do love that so much. He's like, I'm so excited to show her off. Like, I'm so proud. 
Because the girls would love her. I mean. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. immediately going to be like, yes, you're one of us. <laughs> Goodwin, do you have anything to add to this, to these shenanigans? Y'all have taken a lot of them. Did like the part where Briar was all like, well, I may as well look at, back at this horrible amalgamation of flesh and tree I made. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. Keep going. And that didn't affect him at all. He did not get PTSD from watching that guy because he deserved it. But he did feel it for all the other dead folks and children and stuff in the grounds which uh i'm gonna get into later i love the part where where uh briar and evie meet back up and they hug and he's like oh don't don't rub your eyeballs it'll hurt it'll get the grit in it you know he's just being super sweet to her and they're finally back together which is kind of the whole point of this they're so cute and she is still not a damsel in distress no she She fought back she was fighting the whole time oh yeah definitely not I also like the parts where Briar could feel the connection to Evie, but couldn't really communicate to her. But he can tell that she was satisfied when the entire house started shaking. <laughs> Don't remember exactly how it was written, but it was like a savage amount of satisfaction or something. They can't communicate, but he could feel it. Didn't feel great about Lady Zanadia dying at the end like that which you kind of already talked about you know I, I don't know what else i could add to it other than that's kind of life too like you don't always get stuff put away with a nice little bow on it it's messy and bad and justice is an abstract concept most of the time that's just life i personally think that's why she did it you're not supposed to feel satisfied by this you're supposed to be enraged i'm always talking about how her books deal with consequences rather than desserts And so I feel like she very purposely said, oh, well, people are going to feel like this is what she deserves. So she's not going to get it. The swordsman says something about having more expertise than Briar. And I just went, oh, no. Definitely (laughs) expertise in sword fighting, maybe, but not in what's important right there, which is magic. Which is destroying (laughs) people and being an anime fill-in. LOL, Briar knows Rose Thorn will need calming and makes her tea. Definitely made breaking the news a little easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but the big two things that I want to talk about are there's a lot of connections here to Triss's book. This puts Anahar in a different light because what Briar does here, just going absolutely ballistic for Evie, is very similar to what Anahar does in that book when he loses his sister. Holy the, shit, I never thought about that. Next thing we know, Briar's going to get that pirate ship. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's not too late. Would be the pirate queen. <laughs> I was going to say, Brittany did predict in our very first recap episode that they'd become pirates, so we're still waiting on that. I'm ready for it. I can't wait. I can't wait for them to become pirates. I really can't. <laughs> if, you, if you have written the circle of magic pirate verse please send it to us temple of reading circle at gmail.com we will make a your own special episode <laughs> just to fucking talk about it if you have yes written we this, will or if you are going to write this please wind up sending it to us because we will talk about it this is a yes. thing that we all need i think <laughs> this and the labyrinth crossover so the scene at the end where briar talks to rose thorn about his nightmares is actually a scene that i had remembered being in triss's book between 
Triss and maybe Lark, but just that whole bit where Rose Thorne tells him, like, the only thing I have ever found to do is to continue to put good into the world to try to balance out the bad. Just this scene's always really, really stuck with me. And I didn't expect to find it here because I thought it was in Triss's book. And then when it wasn't, I was like, I don't know why I remembered that scene, but that's I think it is. It's here. I think it is in Triss's book. I think it's in both. Not I to this that- degree. I think there might yeah. be a ve- like very brief mention, but there, um, there was a small conversation between Lark and Triss about it, but it was ultimately overshadowed because Triss went, you know what? I am going to do good and goes and helps uh, take care of what was left after her uh, her rampage. I think the bit in Triss's book between her and Lark is actually when Lark, bas- she's like floating out in the ocean still and Lark tells her like, come back. But this scene, and I think it's specifically what Rose Thorne tells him. All you can do is learn good to balance the bad, learn and do all the good within your reach. Then if you wake in a sweat, you have something to set against the dream. That is what I remembered from Triss's book, but it's not in Triss's book, it's in this book, but just that scene obviously always like really stuck with me. We'll come back to those words again in the future too. I feel like I've heard this quote before in a different piece of media, not exactly the same, but something very, very similar. And I've been trying to track it down and I can't find it. But, you know, it is kind of a common, I guess, a relatively yeah. common theme, just, you know, trying to put good in the world when there's bad all around to fight against it, basically. But it's a great fucking quote. I, I, I still prefer the one of, I'm going to keep working until there's no more red left in my ledger. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message from the chapter. I wrote down, quote, whatever the opposite of mercy is wrath yeah yeah there's just a lot of it briar just loses his fucking shit again comparing him to enahar in tris's book just goes nope i'm gonna fuck up all your shit you'll be lucky if you survive this and oh look (laughs) nobody did (laughs) that was also my theme mine was going to be justice is a man-made construct i'm not saying that you should take matters into your own hands all of the time, but kind of, uh, if, if you want a jo- job done correctly, do it yourself. That That is exactly kind of what, what you kind of pull away, or what I pull away from this chapter is justice isn't actually a thing because those who deserve to be brought forth, I mean, especially in the world as it is today, people who deserve to have justice thrust upon them for what they've done to people and we're, we're not going to get on my uh soapbox of who but like when you use your wealth power and influence to just ruin the lives of tens of hundreds of thousands of people and you see no ounce of repercussions justice isn't real <laughs> not in that concept it justice isn't for the wealthy buy your way out of anything exactly except the wrath of briar moss except for the wrath of briar moss again if you want something done right you do it yourself or you hire briar moss <laughs> mine so, is very similar my theme kind of has to do with a quote by uh, john dryden and it's um beware the fury of a patient man uh and i i feel like it kind of encapsulates not not just you know this chapter but you know i'll save it for later as well but um briar goes through this book trying to not stir shit up and in this chapter you know we he kind of gets to the breaking point not only essentially kidnap my student you've also killed a dozen maybe more people and children and just buried them in your yard and the police are not willing to do what needs to be done to investigate it and he just kind of fucking goes off he's and I, I feel like maybe he didn't plan exactly for this but the fact that he has you know those seed balls like specifically for you know some of them are specifically for like self-protection and some are for, you know, breaking down walls and stuff. But he made one specifically to essentially kill people. So that's what he used on the mute. And that was not a 
misuse of a certain type of, of, of seed packet. Like that one was specifically made for that. And I, I feel that prior, um, you know, kind of having that planned out and ready to use and just how he goes off on Lady Zanadia and, you know, making her regret all that she's done so far. Even if there wasn't any justice at the end, really, it kind of just goes to show that like you, you don't fuck with someone like that. You know, he doesn't just talk the talk. He walks the walk. You, you don't want to piss someone off like that. This chapter kind of shows the uh, ramifications of that. I do love that quote a lot. I try to embody that quote. I just don't have that much patience. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. When I read this chapter, I wrote a lot of notes kind of contrasting the actions of Briar and Sandry from Magic Steps. And Sandry gets scary in Magic Steps, but I feel like Briar is really vicious and kind of lets his hatred sort of take him over. It down to like the part where he spits on Lady Zanadia. I don't feel like Sandry would have done that in this position. Oh no. She may have torn the shit out of the house. She would not have spat on Lady Zanadia. And so I wrote, I want to be a Sandry and not a Briar. It's difficult to compare because like we said, there's already a lot of differences in their situations, but I feel like she does a better job of containing her hatred and like trying to be merciful. Yeah. She does try and give them an out. She she does try and be like, this is kind of your last chance. Otherwise, we're going to have to take more drastic measures. And they still were like, sorry, <laughs> we've committed to a path. Yeah, like she has no problem with taking somebody down and killing somebody if she has to. But she, like the effort that she puts into avoiding that. And now granted, Briar still only kills the, the one person, but... There's just something very, like, vicious and hateful in his actions that felt like a contrast to me. Well, that's fair. She, she doesn't turn into an anime villain. She does not. No. Briar's got the corner market on that. <laughs> Complete with quipping. Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's really a difference in the way that they grew up. Not to say that Sandry hasn't been through like traumatic stuff, but Briar was definitely brought up in a yeah in a in a gang yeah, but like not, not a household, <laughs> like like the 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 place where he was at. It's like oh, a kill or yeah. be killed situation. Yeah, like and he, he so... had to choose to engage in violence to survive, and I feel that Sandry didn't necessarily have to do that until she was older. Yeah, not that that excuses it, but like you can definitely tell that Briar was able to lean into it more and I feel that's just because of the way he was been ingrained into him and we, we've talked about that some in previous episodes as well this is Roach coming out mm -hmm. to play um and Sandry doesn't have a version of that my personal magic was uh the quote learn and do all the good within your reach then if you wake in a sweat you have something to set against the dream I feel like I already do this but it's always good to have a reminder to uh, not let the bad in your life overtake the good. You can always be more compassionate or kind or caring to someone, even if you've, you know, had a bad situation in the day or if you're in a bad mood or something like just just try to put more good into the world. That's never a bad thing to do, you know, and I feel like that's that that's a good reminder so, you know sometimes you might have a bad situation earlier in the day or someone puts you in a bad mood and that's no reason to take it out on someone else just try to be more kind and uh, put more good into the world and that uh it won't erase the darkness but it'll you know push it away at least for a little while 
mine was the same thing, except I want to expand on a little bit more since I am also a parent. I want to show my children the goodness that you can show other people. I know that there are days that I have bad days and I get mad and I go off on them or I go off on people around them and they see that and they realize, oh, hey, if she's going to be like that, I can be like that. So I want to be the example for them of goodness in their lives. I feel like that goes back a little bit to what we said about the difference between how Briar and Sandry grew up. Like you have the opportunity to give them the Sandry upbringing. We all have the opportunity to break the cycle and I'm proud of you for trying to do that. Thank you. You might not see it, but Malia's turning out pretty good. I hope so. (laughs) I think she's a pretty great kid. Yeah. So there's two quotes I want to pull to make the same point, I guess. They tell you mages have wonderful power and they learn all kinds of secrets. Nobody ever mentions that some secrets you don't ever want to learn. Mm-hmm. The other one, if you can't be harmed, then it isn't betrayal. I know that everyone has their traumas, their secrets, their bad. It's human nature. You're going to have some skeletons in your closet no matter how good and pure you are. When you get to know people, learn some of those skeletons and some of that bad. Even before you do, sometimes there's, some people's reputations precede them. You've got to figure out what is gossip and what is a true secret. I know I have a really bad habit of running away before people get too close. I like to think I've gotten a lot better about it, but I don't often like people getting into my inner realm, learning my inner thought. I say this to Brittany all the time. We see ourselves as the villains of our own story. I I see more bad in me than I do good sometimes. And this does also kind of t- tie in with the, the line immediately after, you know, the mages learn secrets. I mean, you've got to do more good than bad. Um, ultimately. And I I do see a lot more bad in myself a lot of the time. I guess my whole rambling point is no matter what you've done, you will never be that bad to be irredeemable until you genocide an entire country and slash or murder children for fun. Um, (laughs) Then you're just a terrible person. Until you turn into Lady Zanadia. Exactly. But nothing that you can do puts you beyond redemption and I know that I need to be kinder to myself and have that as a reminder because yeah even though shit sucks and I've done terrible things and I don't like talking about those terrible things and most of the time when people learn stuff I'm just like nope I'm out fuck y'all that's what y'all get to know and I'm leaving now That's the last thing you're ever going to learn about me. Sometimes those have got to come through as well. Sometimes you have to let people know the secrets and let them to decide what's too bad. The people who will stand by you even after learning those things. It makes the load easier to bear, I suppose is a good way to put it. It's a very circle of magic type lesson. Yeah. I feel like that's something that we've already seen in previous books and will continue to see in future books. Oh yeah, definitely. Since this is the last chapter of the book, we're not going to have an excerpt because we will save that for our recap episode. Yeah. So that's our show. Tune in next week. Hooray! Woohoo! Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. (laughs) 
Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Hold on one second. Sebastian, get off the stove, asshole. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.